Rainey's grades. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Brady's grades. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Granny's grades. God damn it, I hate you, Granny! First topic, Peyton Barber. A plus pass. A plus. Pass. Pass. Career high, 111 yards, 23 carries, had that big carrying overtime 27 yards to get them in range filled in for josh jacobs i know the whole idea that running backs don't matter but i thought if we're just specifically grading him and and peyton barber alone for a guy who signed with the team three weeks ago and now knows the offense well enough to go for a career high i'll give him an a perfect reason why you shouldn't sign running backs Peyton Barber, they just signed him off the street, ran for 111 yards. He did come off the street. Why would yeah, you but what's your grade for him? Just for him. Yeah, no, he gets an A+. Plus. A. Plus. Plus. <laughs> we yeah. got it. We got it. Easy for Peyton Barber. Yeah. No doubt That was an easy grade. Yeah. That was an easy grade. He was, he was unbelievable. And for the first time, the Raiders yeah. had a running game, yeah. which is hey, he's really good. strange. So Peyton Barber, awesome. Next topic, Daniel Carlson. Okay, so... In the paper, I do grades, but I included, uh, I thought Zay Jones had a great play to down a ball because then, for whatever reason, Miami threw a screen in the end zone and <laughs> was a safety, which is still very bizarre. I'm going to give Daniel Carlson, I could be, I know you're going to be harder than I am on this one because I think I know where you're going on this one, but I will say C minus. C minus. Made, made the three field goals, hit the winner, but. You can't miss an extra point in the NFL that allows a team. And it was later on because the missed extra point came at like 1347. But still, you make that at the end, then they can't tie with a touchdown and two-pointer. I know what you're going to give him, but I'll say C-. minus. F. Well, I I absolutely was going to say that you would say... Daniel Carlson gets an F. He missed an extra point. I know. But that's why I'm, that's why I prefaced with that. I know which way you're going on this. The funniest part of the game broadcast is after Carlson missed the extra point. At some point, they were like, well, he's made 30-plus straight field goals. And I'm like, yeah, he just missed an extra point, though. <laughs> I think that kind of counts against him a little bit. Okay, actually, let me. I'll change my grade for you. A+. plus. Oh, no. A+. Plus, because Daniel Carlson missed the field goal, because he missed it, they were the Dolphins are down eleven, and they kicked the field goal on their first scoring to go to eight to get it to eight. If Daniel Carlson makes that field goal, Dolphins can't kick a field goal because they're down twelve. They got to score two touchdowns. You mean if he makes the extra point? Excuse me. Yes, it makes the extra point. Dolphins might go for it on fourth down, score a touchdown, get the ball back, score oh, another so touchdown. So you're giving them a plus because they might have actually gone for change it on fourth down. Change the score, change the Dolphins' mindset. Won the game. Won the game for the Raiders. A plus for Daniel Carlson. Superstar. A plus. All right. Next topic to grade Miami's kicker, Jason Sanders, and his 50 yard field goal in overtime. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to give the kid a B. Because B. he had already hit the upright on one, and there was no one from the Raiders. The Raiders get an F for not having Brian Edwards stand under <laughs> the 
the goalpost when it caromed off, he actually swatted it as well, or maybe actually caught it off the goalpost and returned it 110 yards for touchdown. I think that's against the rules. Well, but... so is having a play that didn't exist, but uh, uh, I did that as well. I have to give this. I mean, you know, he hit the 50 yarder. We're sitting there, and this is another one you had to kick the field goal. But we actually asked Tyler, you'd love this. Because he had missed the first one, or he had missed the one on the other end, we asked, do you go for this here? And everyone's like, no, you have to kick it because you're letting up to one play. But you might go have for gone it. for it. I'm not grading Jason Sanders. The Dolphins get an F. They should have gone for it. <laughs> F. They should have gone for it. It was fourth and two. But were you asking the same? We were like, do you go for this? You should have gone for it. I won't say who, but someone said you must kick the field no, goal. No, it's fourth and two. Okay, here's the situation. Again, same conversation we had. Right. Kicking the field goal is prolonging losing. Because kicking the field goal is okay, I'm not going to lose on this play. And it's say but what you're doing is you're giving the other team a chance to go down the field and win the game with a field goal. If you go for it on fourth and two, you might lose the game on that play. Well, if you don't get it, get but it, if you get it's it game's over. Now you can go win the game. Now you can go score a touchdown and you're you're coaching to win. You're not coaching to tie or lose later. You're coaching to win, and the Dolphins didn't touch the ball after that field goal attempt. They had zero chance to win the football game after they chose to kick the field goal. If they go for it on fourth and two, they've got a chance to win the game. On that fourth and two, do you throw a wide receiver screen or run the Wildcat? Uh, I'm drawing up the fourth and 20 play uh, to the tight end. Throw, I might run the Wildcat, have him stop, and then throw the wide receiver screen. And then maybe Casey Hayward doesn't make that stop because he's only given up one catch all year. That might work better. But you that is, it's the same conversation we had earlier. You're coaching. You should be aggressive when you have a chance to win a game. And the Dolphins did not. After they kicked that field goal, they didn't touch the ball again. Their only chance to win the game would have been like some defensive play. Well, which... there's yeah, there's like six minutes left, so right. I'm just trying to go through their thinking. They're thinking obviously as we stopped them and right. uh, we stopped them, and then we go kick the field you're, goal. To win. But you're two plays away from the Raiders being in field goal range and winning the game, and that's pretty much what happened. They ran a few more plays right. than they had to to make it a 21 yard field goal, but right. that that that's they lost the game because they they played for the tie. They played to lose later is what that decision was when they should have gone for it. If you're the second team to get the ball and the other team kicked a field goal. You should be playing for a touchdown, unless it's fourth and eighteen. You should be playing for a touchdown. Danny, he takes liberties on these things because we we're only supposed to grade the kicker. But you can all of a sudden, whatever you want. But obviously, I've then he always the switches. Then he obviously then switches to something else. And he starts grading teams. I've told you every time. You can grade whatever <laughs> right. you want. You can completely ignore the topic I give you if <laughs> okay. you want. All right. Just whenever Tyler talks next, Danny, just go ahead and hit the worst. Yes, hit hit F. Next topic to grade. Mark Davis choosing Steve Wynn to light the torch before the Dolphins game. D. D. They still got donuts up there in the Allegiant, City, Allegiant Stadium press box. Are you Good grading donuts. the donuts or are you grading Steve Wynn? Okay. I'll, I'll give you a grade here. I'll give you a grade here. I'll give you a – I'm going to average this out. I'm going to give you a C, and I'll tell you why. C. Steve Wynn gets an F. Uh, we know about the allegations. Three decades. Sorry. It's not three minutes. It's three decades of allegations. I think it was a – and I wrote this. I thought it was a very, very bad look to have him light the torch. I think there would have been a lot of other people you could have done this with that helped bring the Raiders to Las Vegas. I'm sure you'll have an entire season of these people. I'll say this for Mark Davis, and I've interviewed a lot of owners. He will always – he will never run from a subject. He will always give you quotes. He will never not pick up the phone. He will never not call you back. So if you agree or disagree with him having Steve win, or you disagree and you can read these, you can read or disagree with the quotes he gave me 
I will always say that about Mark Davis. And and he's not like a lot of owners who either you can't get to, you have to go through the PR agency, or they won't call you back. He, you pick up the phone, he answered on one ring to me, and he gave me this course. And I actually said, look, you know what this is about? I go, we're getting some backlash, which we were at the paper. People started writing, and I can't believe they're doing this. First thing he said, ask me the question. I said, why would you have this guy do this? And he gave me like a, five minutes of quotes. So, here's, so he, he, he gets an A for that. Here's the quote from Mark Davis. I understand a. the concern. At the same time, these were all accusations and just one side of things. I'm very much against domestic violence and sexual assault, and that goes for anyone with the Raiders or anyone else I might hire to work for me. But this was someone instrumental in making my dreams come true, and I'm not going to abandon him. Mark Davis gets an F for that logic. <laughs> F. That is the worst logic I think I've ever heard in my life. That, hey, this guy's been accused of sexual assault of his own employees, but I'm going to ignore that because he helped me get a $2 billion stadium. That's horrific logic. That is well, awful logic. That's his logic. It's terrible. Mark Davis is an important person in this community. Yeah. The decisions Mark Davis makes are not just about what's cool to him or what's fun for him. He's important to this community. And to put Steve Wynn up on a pedestal, to put Steve Wynn in a position of significance to light the torch before a football game, all because he helped you and to completely ignore all the allegations, that's a failure to this community. I obviously know that you weren't one of the ones who wrote me the emails yesterday supporting Steve Wynn, which I will read to you in the break. And looking at Jared's face, he knows what's coming on the emails I received when I said that they should not put Steve Wynn on the pedestal. Wait till you hear some of these. Next topic to grade. Press box. Transition. <laughs> Richie Incognito's injury. Uh, D. D. He has disappeared. That's, that's he's, he's he's he played he plays twelve snaps last year, two games. Uh, oh, two I don't, games. I don't know I'm the sorry. snap right, count, games, but it was two games. games. I don't think he plays for the Raiders again. Really? You think he's I done? I mean, I mean, I, I guess I'll believe it when I see it. Right, he's, it okay. It, this is like the worst calf injury in the history of calf injuries. So I have no idea when he's going to play. So John Gruden thought he was getting him back for week two. Yeah. Like when they ruled him out for week one, and John Gruden was like, he's. I think the quote was, he was optimistic that they'd have him for week two. It's he hasn't played in three weeks. They put him on IR, so he's guaranteed to miss games four and games five right. of the season. So he's gonna miss five weeks to open the year for an injury that happened, what, three weeks before the season started. Like so how bad is this cap? That's we're, we're going on two months here that Richie Incognito will not play. So I think you're fair. You're right in terms of believe it when we see it with right. Richie Incognito getting back on the field because where is the guy? And the Raiders have said they were optimistic and <laughs> That was two weeks ago, and now he's on IR. So, I'll I'll give I, I, mean, I don't I, know I don't know who actually deserves this F, F. But somebody <laughs> deserves an F for not being able to get an act, an accurate timeline oh, of Richie Incognito's injury. I'm gonna give the team the F because I don't know how hard hurt this guy is. He could yeah. be like really really hurt, and that's not on him. He's he could be rehabbing. He could do everything he's supposed to be doing, and he's a big man and he's an older player. So yeah, the calf injury could be more than a 20 year old having it. But I'll give the team an F, F. for either not knowing what's going on or not being honest about it. One of the two. All right, last topic to grade. Max Crosby is appealing his $6,971 fine for spitting on the Steelers' Trey Turner. A, incomplete. A. Oh, boy. Is this about to be a positive spit take? Incomplete. No, it's not a positive spit take. It's you appeal everything. 
Okay. You, you, that, that's an automatic. It's there well, for you. You peel everything because it's there for you. I'll go incomplete. Maybe you have. I have not seen the video. The NFL says it has video. I did not. I have not seen the video. Okay. Did so you see it? The video that people have seen, the public, I, I should say, has seen is you can see Trey Turner spit towards the Raiders, right? And Trey Turner, by the way, has been fined $15,000. There is no public video of Max Crosby spitting, right? at least that I've seen. But I know Vinny over from the Review Journal and Raider Nation Radio, he tweeted yesterday that the NFL says that it has video evidence of Max Crosby spitting. I haven't seen that. That hasn't been made public. If they say they have it, then I I assume they have it. That would be a stupid thing to lie about. But... Right, because he's going to appeal it, and you're going to have to show it. Right. I would assume they have it, and it's going to be, yeah, Max Crosby spit on Trey Turner, and he's been fined $6,971. My grade, though, is incomplete. <laughs> incomplete. Why is Crosby fined just under $7,000, but Trey Turner was signed over fined over $15,000? We are doing this playground rules. He started it. He spit first? No, but that's the op. Max Cro- the reason, Trey Turner says the reason he spit on him is because Max Crosby oh. started it. Oh, Reverse God. the fine. you going to have to reenact the scene from Seinfeld? Yes, yes, yes. Newman, Kramer. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. What? What? Uh, Oh, here we go. What? Seinfeld. Here we go. Who's that? (laughs) Oh, man. Who's that? Um, See, Danny's laughing as if Tyler's joking. He's not not joking. joking, He has absolutely no idea what is going on. Oh, I know. We talked about Ice Cube on Friday, and he had no, or I'm sorry, last Wednesday. He had no idea who Ice Cube or Ice-T were. I didn't know they were different people. (laughs) (laughs) One's a drink. Yes, and one goes in the <laughs> and drink. One's, and one's what you put in the drink. Yeah. So, Ed, I wanted to ask you this because um, you're, se- you're, you're a seasoned sports writer. So, obviously, um, at one point during the game, Derek Carr called an audible that was Springsteen, Springsteen. I did not hear that. Boston. Like, it's apparently they have a rock and roll audible. It was his birthday this week. How many, like, Tyler, do you know what either of those two yes. things are? Yes, yeah. Um, you know Springsteen. Yeah, what was the other one? Boston. That's a city. Uh, <laughs> are you telling me that's a band? There's a band named Boston? Yeah. Who comes up with the names for these? <laughs> you knew Springsteen, though. Yes, Bruce okay. Springsteen. Okay. Do I know a song by Bruce Springsteen? Not off the top of my head. If I heard one, I might be like, oh, I've heard that before, but I couldn't name a song Can you for tell it. me? There's no chance, obviously, you know, but I want to throw it out there. Can you tell me which famous actress became famous because she jumped on the stage oh. with him and started to dance? No. I know. Well, I knew. I mean, it was like. Not even. I know. He. I could name that actress. He might not know who it is. Correct. Do you know who Courtney Cox is? Uh yeah, she was in Friends, right? Oh, oh good go. job! Yes, that's like a huge success for you. My brother's ex-wife was named Courtney Cox before they got married. Okay, that's Whoa, random. Right. That's incomplete. Coming up next. <laughs> Incomplete. Press box transition for that Moral victories for UNLV football. (laughs) Our stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Call the press box voicemail and let us know. 702-720-4678. Bischoff's Briefs. Throwing out random numbers authoritatively is the best way to pass as a baseball expert. Bischoff's Briefs. By the way, it's commendable how many baseball players care so deeply about the Equal Rights Amendment. Bischoff's Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is gonorrhea. Bischoff's Briefs. 
All right. Actually, I don't want to start Bischoff's brief with a question for you. No, no. Does UNLV deserve a moral victory after losing 38-30 to Fresno State? Yes. I believe they do. They deserve a moral victory. Yes, absolutely. 0-4 on the season, 0-10 yeah. under Arroyo, but we're handing out a moral victory? Yes, for this specific game. Okay. We laughed at the previous few games when he talked about moral <laughs> victories, but this one actually getting 32 points, uh, being ahead in the fourth quarter, excuse me, the second half, excuse me, the second half. Um, yes, I believe they deserve a moral victory. Good for them. So I thought they were significantly better than Fresno State in the first half. I agree. I thought they were a much better yes. football team than Fresno. Like, I watched that and thought, how the hell did Fresno State beat UCLA? And how, almost beat Oregon. How did they give Oregon a game? Yeah. Because UNLV was better mm-hmm. than Fresno State in the first half of that game. Second half, the defense got a lot worse. The pass rush kind of disappeared in the second half, and the secondary started to get too exposed. The offense was kind of boom or bust in the second half. Like, they didn't really have, like, long established drives. It was like, Oh, we hit an 80 yard -yard touchdown pass or we went three and out. Like that was sort of the only two options there, but lead against a ranked team in the fourth quarter. It's the first time in the Marcus Arroyo era that they had a two possession lead against an opponent, which again, have never done that before. And they covered the spread by over 20 points. Uh, They were 23 points better than the spread. So if you want to do moral victories, absolutely. Now moral victories don't mean anything. Uh, what it does mean, though, is when you look ahead to the rest of the season, because we've talked a lot this year about where is the win? Where on the schedule does UNLV actually beat some somebody? And that game, that was the first performance that UNLV has had where I actually felt like they could win a game. Well, that team, if it's that team going forward on certain nights, will win games. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be it, that team. I, I have felt, no idea. For the first time under Marcus Arroyo, that felt like a competent college yes. football team. Not necessarily a good one, no, but a competent college football team. And the good thing about the Mountain West, and hell, you saw it with Fresno State because they weren't very good. There's a lot of other bad teams in this conference. You're going to play somebody. Maybe it's New Mexico. Maybe it's Hawaii. Who knows? You're going to play somebody who just sucks that night. Because there's not great, there's not a lot of great teams in this conference who like Fresno State didn't play well, but I think Fresno State's probably going to be a pretty good team, and Fresno right. State not playing well can still win games. Yes, there's as not we that, saw. There's not that many teams in the Mountain right. West who can play poorly and still win. So whether it's New Mexico or Utah State or whoever it is, you're going to play a game where the opponent sucks, where mm-hmm. they have a bad game, and if it's against one of the lower teams in this conference. UNLV can win Absolutely. as long as they don't also play a terrible game. So that's the first time I've watched UNLV football under Arroyo and thought, yes, yeah. some something it looks good. Like some that there's competency there. It looks like they've been practicing. It looks like they have some idea of what they're supposed to be doing. Now, quarterback position. Doug yeah. Brumfield, nine of fifteen, 138 yards. He had four carries for 39 yards. Actually ended up leaving the game twice, two different times. Because of injury. Maybe it's the same mindset as we just talked about with Richie Incognito. Is this guy going to stay healthy for the entire game and entire the rest of the season? Like, what's the expectation on him health-wise? Oh, I don't think, again, I think he's getting a lot of different kind of injuries to where there has to be a concern that he just can't stay healthy. This is, you know, he's he's got a multitude of injuries over the first, three, over the first four weeks now. Yeah. So, no, I don't think you can count on him staying healthy, which is too bad because he's by far their best quarterback. And he... 
I again, I thought they played really well the other night. I think they should be given a lot of credit to go in there as a 32-point dog. And like you said, they were the better team in the first half, wore down, couldn't move the ball in the second half. He's better than I thought he was. He coming in. I mean, he's their best quarterback. That well, I mean, you know, it's not a big race there, but I mean, I think he's better than I actually thought he was. So one thing that I'd push back on, though, by the way, is the idea that they win that game if Doug Brumfield is healthy the entire plays game. the entire game. I don't think so because they still got touchdown drives with Cameron Friel at quarterback. Like they they still moved the ball. They actually scored more points in the second half than they did in the first half when Doug Brumfield was in at quarterback. Right. We have seen Brumfield looks better than free. There's no doubt about that. Brumfield's the best quarterback on the team, but the offense did not completely evaporate. Shut down. Like when, when they played Arizona state, the offense completely disappeared. They didn't, they didn't, they had what one first down after halftime of that game. So the offense was completely gone. The offense didn't completely disappear in this game. They actually scored. they, They scored to take the lead in the fourth quarter without Doug Brumfield. I don't know that Doug Brumfield would have been worth eight more points to, to get him to a tie game All or right, something like fair. that. Now, he's the best quarterback, and yes. I think their only chance to actually win a game this year is if he plays the whole game. starts the game and, ends the and game. finishes the right. game, which has not happened for UNLV right. this year. He didn't start the first game. He got hurt in game two, didn't play at all in week three, and in game four, he left twice, two different times. He left because of injury. I think that's their best chance. I think the offense, it, the, the offense is much better when he's in there. But I still think there, there. It's still not a matter of Doug Brumfield is like an awesome quarterback. Doug Brumfield is just better than everything yeah. else they have. Yeah. So, and I'll say I'll say this because we talked to Gramala. Other than the Iowa State game, which are the three other games: Eastern Washington, Arizona State, and Fresno State. Other than Iowa State, like each time I've watched those games, other than the Iowa State, I'm like, you know what? They're better defensively. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, like you and Mike said. The numbers are what they are. They're giving up over thirty. They, yeah, they have to give, be giving up over thirty games. So if you looked at that numbers and didn't, it's just the eye test. You look at those numbers, like oh, but they're really bad. Yeah. They're better defensively. They are. They have kids who make plays that in the past you're like they didn't have those kids that could make that play. They are giving up thirty nine points per game. Think right about now, that, which is more than they gave up last year right. and more than any year of the Tony Sanchez. And I still era. think they're better. Uh, they're giving up six point seven yards per play, which is actually down a little bit from last year, but still more than any year oh, a long, yeah. of the Tony Sanchez era. Statistically, it's it's bad. It's a worse defense yeah. than it has yeah. been over the last decade. I just think they have players that they didn't have. But like eye test wise, it yeah. sticks out as huh. they they make I mean, plays every now and then. In the first half, they got pressure on that kid a lot. They did. They uh, a kid who beat UCLA the week before. Their pass rush was very good for two quarters of that game. It was a very good yes. pass rush. And again, it fell apart in the second half and the defense started getting torched. But the pass rush was very good for at least two quarters, which is two more quarters than they've had in the last decade right? or more of UNLV football. Last thing for you in Bischoff's briefs. Charles Williams had 96 receiving yards on Friday against Fresno State. In his previous 42 collegiate games, Charles Williams had a total of 117 receiving yards. My goodness. <laughs> Fresno State could not defend a screen pass. UNLV had five different screen passes in that game, and I think four of them went for at least 30 yards. One was an 80-yard <laughs> touchdown on the first play, first drive of the second, the second half. half. I've never seen a team, like because Fresno State's defense did pretty well with everything else that UNLV tried to do, I've never seen a defense that just cannot defend the screen pass. Like, well, it's on film now. Right. Texas San Antonio is going to be looking for the screens. 
I think it's more about Fresno State, yes, though. If you're yes. about to play them, are you throwing yes. any... Like, if your first play isn't a screen pass... Reno threw 42 screens like, and won 38-17. to 17. Again, Charles Williams has never been a pass catcher. 117 receiving yards in 42 games. 96 against Fresno State. All because, yeah, they just ran a couple of screens to him, and he went for like 20 yards on all of them. Chuck Wagon went home and had a game for himself. He's a, he's he, I think in all but one of his games against Fresno State, he has yes. been awesome. Yeah, he's had. I think he was not happy. Did they must? When a kid plays like that, they mustn't have recruited him. Right. It, There's no chance. So he had. I think maybe it was last year. He had one game where he only had like 40 total yards or something against him. But every other time he's played him, he's had like he's 100 had a huge plus year. total yeah. yards. And hell, he had 96 receiving <laughs> yards after never cut. Like he's never sniffed like 30 receiving yards. All right, coming up next. Paul Gutierrez joins the show. Fourth down and 20. Boy, they're playing deep. Back to throw. Brissett, pressure. Gets away from one, throws it downfield. Caught by Kosicki. Wow. What He's a got the first down at the 42-yard line. John, an overtime win uh, against Baltimore. The overtime win here again. Two overtimes. These fans are going nuts, aren't they? So are my parents, you know. <laughs> yeah, the fans are great. They didn't leave us. You know, I might have left when it was 14 to nothing after the way we, we started that game. They make a big difference. It's a loud place, and there were too many doggone Dolphin fans there. I noticed that today, but you got to give Miami credit. It's a story franchise, and they travel well, and they had their, their faithful here as well. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff, live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios. Before we get into any Raiders, Kyrie Irving actually held a 12-minute virtual press conference today. Media day today. Uh, And when he was asked about his vaccination status, he said, next question, please. And Uh. And when he was asked if he expects to play in home games in Brooklyn, despite New York City having a... He can't, he can't play if he's unvaccinated. Right. He also declined to answer that question. Wow. Uh, this tweet from Greg Logan says, uh, Kyrie Irving cleared nothing up in his 12-minute interview. Well, I think anything, he cleared something up. He's not vaccinated. <laughs> if anything, he created more confusion. <laughs> so Seemed to clear up a lot. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving, and if he plays or not, uh, I don't know. So Paul Gutierrez, don't have him on the phone. We'll see if we talk to Paul here. But I do want to ask you about the Raiders wide receivers. Uh, is Brian Edwards good? Or is Brian Edwards only good in overtime? He's really good in overtime and in, and well, in the fourth quarter as well. He's really, really good in overtime. What do you make of that? Now, he did have two or three targets before the fourth quarter, and I always, I actually thought Carr had forced a few of those. They were they would have been really hard catches. He was not open on any of those. So, um, yeah, I think he's getting better. I mean, I, th- I, I would like them to target him more if he could get open. Uh, but obviously in overtime, we know where he's going. They put it on film, Tyler. If it gets to overtime, I'm finding that guy really quickly. So Josh Dubow tweeted this out. Brian Edwards, six catches for 101 yards in regulation this season, four catches for 109 yards in overtime this season. Uh, Also, 109 receiving yards by Brian Edwards in overtime is the most by any player in a season since 1991. Oh, man. We've played three weeks. (laughs) Three weeks. And he's already got more receiving yards in overtime than anyone else has had since at least 1991. Because here's the weird part about Brian Edwards, right? He has made some of the biggest catches of the season for the Raiders. Some of the biggest plays they've had. Because not just overtime, he had the two in the fourth quarter against Baltimore to help them get into field goal range to force overtime. But... We are Daniel Carlson making an extra point. 
And we are Lamar Jackson on third and four, picking up four yards instead of two yards, and then running the clock out and Justin Tucker making a game-winning field goal. We are a made extra point and two yards away from Brian Edwards having about 40 receiving yards on the season. If those two things happen, we're looking around saying, the hell's Brian Edwards? Well, we're looking around saying, oh, here's another year with second straight, you know, second straight year he hasn't done anything. But instead, he has somehow become, well, in overtime, can't throw to Darren Waller, can't throw to Hunter Renfro, you go to Brian Brian Edwards. It's, It's bizarre. So... You look at it, and uh, another stat from Josh Dubow. He's got a bunch of good ones today. The Raiders are the only team in the NFL with four guys over 100 receiving yards this year. Waller, Renfro, Renfro Ruggs, and Ruggs Edwards. And, yeah, Ruggs and Edwards. Which is impressive. Absolutely. Phenomenal. Very impressive. So going into the season, I would have told you the Raiders wide receivers, it's a weakness on the yeah. roster. They're not very good. Do we need to change that? Do we need to start calling the Raiders wide receivers a strength well, of the team? strength of the team. I'd go to the defensive side for a strength of the team. But I'll ask you this. I do, We talked about before the show, yesterday was the first time I think I saw Henry Ruggs and said that's an NFL wide receiver. That's I mean, like, place. he made good plays. Like, you, you pointed out the one where what was the issue with him as a rookie? He either didn't know he was supposed to stay in bounds or he couldn't. I don't know which one it was. He could not do the toe tap. No, he could not do the toe tap. He could not do it. It's like, in this league, you must get both down. (laughs) It is not Alabama. Um, So, uh, yesterday, though, he made the catch. He went up and and, and took a ball away. He made the toe tap to stay in bounds. I thought he looked really good yesterday. If that's the Henry Ruggs they get going forward and even improving more than that, then Henry Ruggs is going to be really good this year. Yeah, made a, if made that's a catch him. on a contested pass. Yeah, uh, where Derek Carr sort of lobbed one that was behind him. He did like if right. he hits if he hits Ruggs in stride, it was probably an easy right. completion. But he sort of lobbed it and it was behind him. Ruggs went up and got it, like made a play for his quarterback. And then he had two that he caught on the sideline yeah. that was you know he probably wouldn't have made last year because we saw him. He didn't have it. He had a what was that? The Jets game where he had a touchdown and the, it, the long one was against the Jets. No, no, not 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 the touchdown he's caught, but he had one where he caught a touchdown pass, but okay. he did not get his second foot down. And I want to say that yes. was against the Jets as well. He, he just, he's had a hard time with that. Right. But he made it a point yesterday. You yesterday. could tell that yes. he was like, I'm definitely getting both these down. And then he kind of leaned forward and tried to drag yeah. him. So he actually had been coached like, this is what you need to do. Because yesterday when he caught the one on the sideline, my initial reaction was, oh no, he didn't get him down. Like, oh, know, no, he blew it. He I didn't know. get it. And then he did. Yes. And I was like, look at Henry Ruggs. We're very go. skeptical because a couple of people in the press box said, ah, he's out. <laughs> I'm like, let's look at the replay before we like before we judge him to be out. But you're so so you're looking at it as a passing offense. You can actually say Darren Waller's been a little underwhelming so far this year. Uh, the last two games. Yeah, he hasn't the last done much two games. at all. But Darren Waller's one of the best tight ends in football. Hunter Renfro is a above average slot receiver. I think right? he's good. Yeah. I mean, nobody's saying Hunter Renfro is like the best slot guy in no, the league. No, he's good. But he's a, he's an above yeah. average slot guy. The question had been, what are they getting from the outside? And you're looking at right now, Henry Ruggs actually leads the team with 237 receiving yards this year. And Brian Edwards, granted, feels like almost all of it's coming overtime, but Brian Edwards is up over 200 receiving yards as well. They have the the four guys now that are averaging at least 68 receiving yards per game, which gives them multiple weapons, and it allows for Derek Carr to not just target Darren Waller 17 times right. in a game or whatever the ridiculous number is going to be. Given the way the running game has gone outside of Peyton Barber in the second half in overtime yesterday, <laughs> they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Absolutely. I, I, Carr's averaging... I want to say 43, 44 attempts. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to get to a point here. 
uh, where we can start calling that a strike, right? I mean, it's three games in. We'll see what the next three games hold. But if they keep this up, if we're talking, listen, if we get to six games in and Ruggs and Edwards are both still sort of averaging 65, 70 yards or more per game, I think it's fair to start talking about this as a strength of the team and how good Henry Ruggs and Ryan Edwards have been, especially in some big moments. Okay, I have a really important question for you because Hunter Renfro came in to talk to us yesterday. And Hunter Renfro all, all, always looks like he's going to like freshman freshman English class in high school because he's got his backpack and like his Gatorade. But he also had he also had uh, a little a little package of food that Cassie went crazy over because she says she has these all over her house. Are they what's it called where you have that the PB and J with uh, the crustables? Uncrustables. Uncrustables. Yeah. Uncrustables. I thought it was a some kind of pita pocket or something, but she got mad at me because she said it's Uncrustables. Uncrustables. I didn't really know what it was. Are we surprised Hunter Renfro is eating Uncrustables after games? No, that's no, no that's not at all. Okay. That sounds like, so, I mean, it's a weird question, but I'm like, eh, shouldn't he have an apple? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but that, I mean, that sounds like, that sounds like how I ate when I was like in college or right out of college was I finely tuned out. I actually can't say I've ever had an Uncrustable, but I would have just eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I would have been like, right. Oh yeah, sounds delicious. That's the only, that's what I'm eating a bunch of. So, I no, I'm not. I'm not too surprised. All right. He kind of he kind of comes off as well. How the old is Chris. he? He looks like he's 42. Yes, he looks. He like, can't he be looks, more than he can't be more than 23, 24. He that's what I was going to say. He did. He went to Clemson for yeah. four years. Yes, yeah. No, did. he was there four years. Or maybe even oh, five so years. So 24, 25. He looks 25. Like a, okay. He looks like a middle schooler wearing like I'm going to dress like dad for Halloween <laughs> costume. Good player. He and is. he's eating uncrustables. He. He, we might end up like he's a top five route runner in the league this yes. year because people he is running some ridiculous yes. routes at the goal line where he makes about three different yes. routes before finally <laughs> running whatever the hell he's going to run. And here, well, here's the amazing part is that the offensive line is held up long enough for him to actually get open, get open on these 15 second routes where the cornerback's like, what the hell am I supposed yeah. to do? Cover this guy everywhere on the field for 15 seconds? It's impossible. So Hunter Renfro, Uncrustables. Is that the question though? Is it is he okay? You've got three fakes in this route, or is it him going? Wait, no, wrong route, wrong route. Oh no, 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 wait, was it the? Or is it him. just the offense is so complicated that he literally doesn't know the route he's supposed to run until the third attempt? I think it's just Hunter. Renfro. I think it's just him. They, and I think he's the only one getting these calls too. It's like, yeah, just run a bunch of routes. Just get to see open. which one's open. Yeah. Next time he shows up with an uncrustable, ask him if it's uh, grape or strawberry jelly. Oh, and frozen or not frozen. Is that a big deal? It sounds like it's a big deal to the guys that have eaten Uncrustables before. <laughs> no, nope, just have just dated in my 20s, and you go to a girl's house, and Soto, you open her fridge, and the only thing in there yeah, is... Soto says she has boxes of them yep. on top of her refrigerator, so when she walks in from like late at night, like last night getting home from the game, she just grabs one and eats those things. Yeah, we've talked uh, to her about it before. Have we? Yeah, because it, it, it was we? strange that you wouldn't just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, you have bread and peanut butter and jelly. But she also said this is easier. She doesn't it have is. to make it. I get it, but it's I not like it takes five seconds to make a peanut butter, peanut butter yeah. and jelly sandwich. I, I get the convenience of it, but it's not that hard to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's that <laughs> for the most part. They also make them with, um, uh, what's the hazelnut spread? Nutella. Nutella. Yeah. Oh, they make Nutella on crust. Yes. She got very angry at Nutella and said if Hunter had that, she would not be happy with him. She does she not like Nutella? Hates it. Hates it. It's the grossest thing ever. 
I mean, I don't are like they Nutella sponsor? either, but <laughs> I don't think so. Are we sponsored by Nutella? Safe. We I love it. You're safe. Not, we're not going to, yeah, I was going to say, we need to quote you in one of our opens. We need as much money as we can get. All right, here we go. We've got a $50 gift certificate to Smokin' Pig Barbecue. It's a great restaurant. I've been there. It's really good. Have the uh, can- or chicken lollipops. They're delicious. Uh, Smokin' Pig Barbecue, $50 gift certificate, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go out to Smokin' Pig Barbecue, 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number four. Our stats hogwash. Are you tired of hearing Tyler do math on the radio? Tweet at Bischoff underscore Tyler and at Ed Graney. WahoosLV.com. Bill, the Bucks are next on the schedule. Uh, what kind of challenge do they pose next week in the return of Tom Brady? Yeah, well, obviously they're a good team. You know, right now we're just focused on New Orleans and look at the film, make corrections on that, and we'll move on. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations to Frank. He won the $50 gift certificate to Smokin' Pig Barbecue. Great restaurant. You should go out there even if you don't have the $50 gift card. So, congrats to Frank. Um, Jared, what do you got for us? You got something good for us? Okay, so, as you heard Bill Belichick coming back. Last night during Sunday Night Football, I, I don't know, uh, Ed, I assume you were still writing. I was writing a story. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, did you watch Sunday Night Football, like, with the volume on? No, I had the Golden Knights volume on. Okay. So, at some point, NBC decided, how do we promo that next week Brady. is the Bucks heading to heading to New England? And they went with a montage featuring Adele's Hello, which if you know the lyrics to, qu- quickly, Tyler. G- Hello from the other side. Yes. It's I got you. Wow. I got you. It's, it, they are doing it like there's a wow. very special episode of This Is Us. And it's like they're showing like these like really like slow motion shots of like Tom Brady like standing up and then like Bill Belichick like holding his face and with Adele's Hello from the other side. And then they cut to Al Michaels and Chris Cosworth and they're both like, well, that was intense. That was that was weird. But yeah, next week we got uh, Tom Brady heading back to New England. Sunday night. Sunday night football. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. <laughs> and Michaels is like, yeah, that. that uh, uh, okay, so the Packers have the ball. Well, and I'm genuinely like the weirdest marketing I've ever seen for an NFL game. I'm impressed you knew the Adele. It is a TikTok song. <laughs> My popular God, popular on TikTok. You face um, everything on that nonsense. It, it it genuinely it played like um, I I, I don't even I don't even know. <laughs> like if you have you ever seen a movie like a romantic movie at, like all right, Prince of Tides is probably not the best reference, but I know that you I know love it. Prince of Tides. You but know that it's like it's like the romantic scene where the guy and the girl are now separated and they've like they've they've broken up. Right, and it's like that moment of like, do we go? Do do, do one of us has to fight for this? Relationship and it's like it's a football game. Who came up with between that between Tom Brady and no, I and think Bill Belichick? I think it's brilliant. But they're playing it like it's a like serious romantic drama, and it is the most confusing nope. thing I've ever seen. It's brilliant. You like it? You didn't even see it. Uh, yeah, it sounds brilliant though because <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it. It sounds brilliant because. Jared's going to watch the game. You're going to watch the game. I'm going to watch the game. We're all, yeah, I'm watching NFL the game. fans are going to watch game. Tom yeah. Brady against Bill Belichick. Yeah, I'm watching the game. They're in. You don't have to promo me. You don't have to sell that to me. You got to sell that to, like, my girlfriend, who's, like, 
sitting there watching. You got to tell that to your wife who's sitting there and being like, oh, a breakup. Oh, uh, ex-lovers have to see each other face-to-face again. <laughs> Jesus. I, I want you. Brilliant to- marketing. Are you oh, kidding me? Hold on. That's the, that's the challenge for the week for the two of you. I'll, I'll find the promo, and I will text it to the two of you. Text it to me. Play it for the girlfriend and be like, does this make you more yes. interested in watching this? Yeah. Because it was. It's, I don't think my wife needs a, another excuse to watch Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, she's already in too. <laughs> she's, already, right, she's fine. She's in before okay. the Adele song, so yeah. it's not that. Uh, it's not that uh, harsh. Have you seen Prince of Tides? No, that's the movie you fake cried in, right? He threw. He throws water on his face. Well, spit, but yeah, same oh. thing. Okay. No, I don't even know. I don't even know what this is. I don't. I don't even know what it's about. Couldn't tell you. Anything. No chance. You know who's in it? Oh God, no. <laughs> I, I would like to. I'd like to point out that I think, as a sports radio show, like a sports morning radio show, we do the most in-depth Prince of Tides coverage. Yes, exactly. No one else does. No country. one does Prince of Tides like us. Name an actor and actress in it. I'm just curious if I even oh, know who they Barbara are. Barbara Streisand. Oh, you've heard uh, of Barbara. I know Streisand. the name. I, if she walked in here, would not know it was Barbara Streisand. Nick Nolte. Nolte? I don't know who that is. Okay. It, uh, all right. Have you? He hasn't seen anything. So, like, I'm trying to think of a sports movie. He doesn't even watch sports movies. So I was like, No. I was gonna go with the dad from Warrior. Um, <laughs> What's that? Is that a TV show or a movie? No, Nick Nolte and Barbara Streisand. You've no. heard of Barbara Streisand. I've heard of Barbara Streisand. I know Streisand. you've heard of Barbara Streisand. I know. Don't that. know what she looks like. Sounds old because uh, her name's Barbara. <laughs> and Gentle? Nick Nolte. Don't know. That sounds like a character from like some Western movie or something. Oh, wow. If you've seen his face lately, he well, looks like a say, saddlebag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he looks leathery. Looks le- looks a bit leathery. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. My next question, and this is just. Uh... So, Tyler, have you seen the Tom Brady crypto commercial? Yes. Okay. Are, are you? Is that? Is there? Are you going to get involved in whatever weird? Probably thing? not. It's not fake horses. Okay. All right. Because haven't had an update on that lately, by the way. Oh, we're that doing, was my we're transition. Yes. Go Press ahead, box. <laughs> yeah, we're doing good. Press box. We sold, a, we sold two horses in the last three hours or so for like a total like four or five hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, we're doing good. We are are we are on a seventeen race winless streak at the Ooh. moment, which that's is good, a little though, concerning. Right? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, why They're, would that be good? I thought they were supposed to come in last place. And first place. Oh, okay. I thought th- those were your two <laughs> desirable outcomes. Right. I didn't say they came in last place. I said we're winless. Oh. Is there Are... any update on the millionaire fake chicken man? Uh, no. Although, wait. By the way, have the fake chickens come out yet? Uh, no. That starts next. When's this month. happening? Next month, October. Relax. Fake chickens. I need to start know fake chickens next month. Speaking of all these fake animals, did you ever download uh, Cassie's app? Oh, I did download Cassie's game. Yeah. Yes, you got to go download it. Corgi she Dash. played it. She played it for me last night while we were waiting for the next raider to come in to talk to. She goes, "Here, this is jump. I yep. don't like it though. This is jump and this is duck. Yep. And at some point, it switches. Yes. If you run into the little swirly thing, it switches. Yeah, it's a I don't, nightmare. I don't Absolute like that at all. Nightmare. Estrus messed that up. He, I don't no, like that. Well, at all. no, it's actually a good game development. It makes the game a little bit more fun. But, well, it makes it tougher. Well, yeah, it makes it tougher. Makes it, it a little bit more unique. I'm playing this, it right now. Is that supposed to be like the equivalent of you banging your head and being confused? Yeah. Well, it is. It's not totally confusing, but there's a little, little bright thing, oh. and if you run over that, your 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 hand will switch from jumping to ducking. So if you're not on it, you're gonna just crash right away, and he's gonna fall into the water. Yeah. See, here you go. Right. You can see it right there. Orange is jump. Yellow is duck. 
And I, oh, I ran into something because I was paying attention. What's a Corgi what? Corgi Dash. Corgi Dash. Yes. Oranges jump. I um, want to say download it, but I don't know if I want to because then she'll make money. And then, oh, by the way, she tells me to download it. She goes, just keep clicking on the ads. Please click well, on the ads. Because I guess she makes money if people click on ads. Right. That's how you make money when you develop an app unless you charge people to download the app. But the concern, is, that. the concern here is that I've been playing this game for about three days and I have yet to see an app. Or an ad, I mean. So I can't even click on an Wait, ad. Wait, do they have high score? Does it say high score? Yeah, and not just for you personally. Oh, just, you got to rank the track. people. Yeah, it just keeps track of what you personally on, have. I know. Jesus. So, so it's not like old school arcade where you could put three No, with, No, three you got your name up there and three initials. Exactly. Yeah, no. I know Cassie has a higher score than me, but I told her that's just because she's sleeping with the guy who's keeping track. <laughs> that's true. So... <laughs> Just cheater over there. Unbelievable. <laughs> Corky Dash. It's fun.